0: This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course some fun adventure. Currently, we are offering a special early bird discount of $400 for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. Don't wait on this one, guys. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us, ASAP at TheEntrepreneurHouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. Today, listeners, we have the founder of UpViral and Connect.io, Wilco De Grey, on the show. Wilco is an entrepreneur that started dabbling in e-commerce as a teenager in the early 2000s, selling sunglasses online. He continued his passion for building business online for 16 years and is now the founder of two successful location-independent businesses. Wilco shares with us the process of building these businesses while making sure he was still able to travel when he wanted. We also chat about how money is managed within his businesses to keep things simple and him focused on growth lastly he shares what is essential when moving from a six-figure business to a seven-figure business it's an incredible episode you guys and without further ado let's welcome wilco de craye to the show three two one and today listeners we have wilco joining us on the podcast how are you my friend i'm doing good how are you fantastic thank you for asking and you're calling in from the netherlands today right Yep, that's correct. Which Close city? to uh,
1: Amsterdam. In Utrecht? Yeah, it's actually, that's actually correct, in Utrecht, in the center of the country. Ah, uh, cool. I've
0: been there. I have some friends that are from there. That's a great city. It is, yeah. It's really good. Is that your hometown?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I just moved here a couple of years ago, and this is where I currently live, together with my wife. So, yep. What do you like about Utrecht, besides family,
0: that keeps you there?
1: It's a good question. I think it's more like it's it's uh it has some like some water in the c- in the city center. It makes it like it, it's really cozy. I would say it's not as big as Amsterdam. Amsterdam is good as well. But just, like it's like a smaller version of Amsterdam. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just very cozy and easy easy to go to. I think yeah.
0: I went there with a friend from New Zealand, and we were visiting a friend that lives there in Utrecht, and it was almost like a little for us like a little fairy tale city. I guess in many ways, because you had the typical canals and the streets, and everybody's riding bikes, and you can ride <laughs> through the forest, and you see what's the pancake place that's in that that park um, that looks like that has the thatch roof. Have you been there? Ah.
1: actually don't know no i don't think maybe maybe i have but i I don't really recall and the funny thing is like every single time when when i travel i usually know the cities where i'm traveling to better than my own cities Uh and and usually i feel that's the same way vice versa for other people right so usually when you so oftentimes like actually actually last year i was with a friend from australia and we were walking in utrecht Uh and he was like look at that building and i'm like huh like i walk here like (laughs) probably every month and i never noticed right so it's funny how that works
0: it's very common amongst many people i think very true yeah so welcome to the show wilco we're glad to have you and we want to dive into you as the entrepreneur and we can talk about the businesses and the products that you've built so tell us your backstory my friend tell us how you became the entrepreneur that you are today
1: yeah, sure. So I'll we'll, uh, we'll keep it short because it's uh, been quite a journey, I'd say. So I'm currently 30 years old, um, and I started when I was 16. So that's like 14 years ago, mm-hmm. which is, I think, in online terms, um, like the Stone Age, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that's where it all started. Like back then, uh, the movie The Matrix, as you probably know. Like it was, it was a big movie, right? Everybody was talking about it. At least, like being a 16-year-old boy, that that's what was the hot thing, right? And in that movie, every Character had their own pair of sunglasses and once again being a 16 year old boy I wanted to have one of those but mm-hmm. here in the Netherlands they were nowhere to be to be found or nobody was actually selling them so I was like ah oh, you know I'm gonna look online and see where I can buy them and I actually found a company in the United States that they, they were actually selling them but obviously like the shipment costs were insanely high right. Mm-hmm. so I figured to uh to start an ad online say hey you know what you can you could if you like I basically I was selling the sunglasses and people couldn't buy them from me and obviously because I didn't have any money people needed to uh, order them then pay me and then after I think it was like a two month period or like one and a half period that, that people could order them and mm-hmm. then after the one and a half month I would send the order out and then uh, two months later I would have the sunglass and I would then send over the sunglasses everyone so I had to wait for <laughs> a couple months and this was in a period like like my parents literally thought that if you order something online you will get a virus like right. the, like this is like 14 years ago ago my parents were like very old-fashioned they're, they're farmers right so this is this is not like this is not something that they would agree on so didn't you, initially I didn't tell them but at the moment I was going to put the order out, I, I did need. I needed, needed to tell them because I needed to get a lot of cash out of the bank. Because in that one and a half month period, we sold for 17,000 euros worth of sunglasses, wow. right? So, and that's for sunglasses that were like six or seven euros each. So like they were cheap, right? And mm-hmm. it, I hardly had any margin. Um, and I, did, I didn't think about tax and all that kind of stuff. So in the end, I didn't make had any margin anyway. Um, so, like my parents are not really cool about it, but they agreed on it, so we went went there and we sent, uh, we, we put the order out, 17,000 euros worth of sunglasses, hoping we would not get uh, stones back, and <laughs> we actually did get sunglasses back, like I said, a lot of things I didn't encounter for, like taxes and other things, mm-hmm. but it, like I learned a lot from that first experience, and it really opened my eyes of what's, what's possible, right, because I was only hoping to sell a couple sunglasses, and before I knew it, I'd, I sold thousands, so Uh, Once again, I was 16 years old, so over the next couple of years, uh, obviously, I was still in high school, so I did it for every summer. I I started doing all kinds of e-commerce things, like I did uh, more sunglasses, but also things like radio-controlled helicopters and Mm. um, uh, high-end headphones and all these kind of things, right? So I I started doing e-commerce things, but after a while, you sort of get… Like, it's not as fun to packet all these things and people are complaining, hey, I ordered the green one, but you sent me the red one, uh-huh. you know, people make mistakes and things like that. So it wasn't the most fun part. But I really realized that the online marketing part, that's what I love. Like, I love doing online marketing. Um, so after a while, I sort of switched to um, just online. I, you know, I, I realized that you could actually uh, earn money online without having to send a product out, right? Right. I, I walked into... Um, Google AdSense at the time. That was for me a big thing. And then, all like I, I won't I won't drag on about the whole story. But one thing led to another. Uh, but I kept doing online marketing. Uh, I went back to zero a couple times. Uh, you know, I had some good lessons along the way. Obviously, as probably most of the entrepreneurs have. Um, and over time, I I I, I, uh, I sort of stumbled into building some tools for, initially for myself. Um, but I realized that other marketers wanted to have them as well. And that is sort of what is my current business where I just sell uh, various software as a service platforms because, you know, people are, are using the, uh, these things as well. So that is the sh- very short, short, short summary of like 14 years of <laughs> from, from where I started to where I am today <laughs> sort of. I'm
0: so amazed that the, and there's quite a few of them, even the guy that introduced us, Steven Vanderpelt, uh, is an entrepreneur that started in their teens working from home. They were just messing around on the internet and a story similar, very similar to yours. You wanted some sunglasses and then you decided to see if you could sell them online. And 10 years later down the road, you know, you, you guys are still doing really well for yourself, but you went through such a a, pro, a long process too. And it's the process that I think most entrepreneurs have to go through um, yep. now you're running up viral now and Connectio, correct is, is are those your two main yeah main those babies? are the two
1: main businesses that I run yeah
0: okay tell us about up viral when did when did you start that and where'd that come from
1: well um, actually the, fir- like the first time I sort of um, let me let me start from the beginning so okay. um, like I said at some point I was back to zero again because I was was 100% focused on Google AdWords, all my traffic came from AdWords, and at some point I went back to zero, and um, uh, just like you, you're like, I love to travel, right? So I decided, you know what, I'm back at zero, you know what, I'm just gonna uh, move to the other side of the world, uh, to Sydney, uh, my favorite city of all, actually. And give myself a six-month period to start off from scratch. Something, right? And I wasn't sure what, and I was sort of I was I was not really getting anywhere because you know I, I was still focusing on, on some strategies that I was doing a year before, and things changed too much online. And then, as a side project, what I did was actually, and this was actually my first uh, initial software product. It was some kind of a WordPress plugin. What it was, it's not really relevant. But basically, what I did is I created this plugin. And I figured, I mean, you know, I'm just going to give it away for free. And I had a site where people could enter the name and email address, which was also my very first experience with email marketing. Never did anything like that. And then on the thank you page, I said, like, all right, cool. So now here's the plugin. But you know what? We also created some training and guides and whatnot. So if you want to get that, share this message and you will get uh, you will get that. Uh, you get that those guides, right? It was literally like one of those share to get plugins. People share it on Facebook and like the second after they um, they can download that, that extra thing. And a lot of people actually shared it, like a lot of people shared it, which was awesome. And that really helped us to to grow that site. But at the same time, there was a lot of people that shared it, uh, e- like they shared it on a fake account or they shared it and right away deleted it because all they wanted to have is that, that freebie, right? So that didn't really work, uh, but it did open my eyes to what was possible. And then i saw a dropbox did, and dropbox i mean it's genius right they they said hey every one of their customers they gave them their own unique invite link and you've probably uh, seen that as well right mm-hmm. where where they gave extra storage if one of your friends signs up through your unique invite link and people went crazy over that they shared it everywhere because they now they had the same goal as dropbox had which is to get people to sign up for their platform right and when i saw that i was like wow like this like that is big like if you saw like the, it's what it, it is. Literally, what put Drawbox on the map, right? Everybody, if you ask anyone, like, how do you know Drawbox? It's through a friend because they were promoting it through their own invite link. Yeah. So initially, I think this is like this might be even three or four years ago. I, I had a vision of like creating, uh, creating that as a platform. But back then, um, let's just say my my development like my development that I had, were not skilled enough. So I, tr- I gave it an attempt. I worked on it for a couple months and did not work out. So I put it. I put it. Uh, I put it on the. How do you? And I, and I, in the fridge, how do you ever, however you want to call it. And but I, I never forgot about it. And I kept thinking like this is like this, I I believe in this product so much. I need to get this out, and that's what I did. Um, I think year year two years later. I th- it was right, right now. It's almost the two year anniversary. So almost two years ago. Obviously, I started building it before um, to create a platform that we're, where, where small entrepreneurs can do exactly what Dropbox did by giving all of the subscribers, everyone their own unique invite link, mm-hmm. and they can say, hey, if you get five of your friends to sign up, then you'll get X, Y, or Z. Or, uh, for example, if you want to do a contest, hey, the more friends you would get to sign up, then you will get an you get extra t- entries in our contest and higher chance of winning. And um, it's been a really amazing ride. We got, we like some of our customers, they've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers through this system. And one, one, wow. one actually, he sent me an email like, um he initially emailed me like oh this is the best thing ever like he had close to at that time he had just over 100,000. and then like uh, one or two weeks later he crossed 200,000 leads and then he actually told me it was, it was it was a mixed feelings because he said oh, it's actually the worst thing ever because like it's the best thing ever because it's so big but uh, he didn't expect it to to be that big so he was sort of overwhelmed with all what like he was not prepared for that and and he was getting more orders than he could handle uh which is always a little, like I, w- I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but he, uh, he was just overwhelmed at the time, and he decided to, uh, to, sh- to shut part of it down to, to prevent people ordering, which <laughs> I think is still so crazy. Uh, but, but like we had a lot of crazy stories along the way, and it's just amazing to see what can happen if you, uh, if you implement this into your business. So that is really what a viral is about, and um, yeah, that's I love it, it's good.
0: <laughs> so how many subscribers would you say you got from that process in
1: total? Me, myself? Yeah. Um, I would say rough, like in my own business, uh, around fifty or sixty thousand from that process, mm-hmm. because I'm in the B2B space, like mostly business to business, which is not as I would say it's viral or like not as, uh, people are not sharing as easily. So it depends. Like if you're in a business consumer, it's easier. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just me myself, right? Obviously I'm using it myself, but like a lot of our customers they've had bigger. But still 50 to 60,000 subscribers is not uh, bad in a a business to business uh, internet marketing space, I would say. Yeah, I agree. It's nothing to sneeze at for sure. And
0: then tell us about Connectio.
1: So yeah, one of our other things that we do a lot is uh, we're running a lot of uh, Facebook ads to Mm -hmm. obviously to grow our business. And uh, along the way, you sort of run into limitations or things that you either think can be improved or can be automated. And that's sort of what what led to the creation of Connect.io. So the Connect.io is a platform where we have different kind of tools inside that platform. So it's not just one tool, but it's various tools, but all in the same platform, all uh, all specified at Facebook Advertise. So to give you an example, uh, one of the tools is called Connect or Target. Normally, you can, obviously, you can already retarget on Facebook, but with that, you basically add an extra shell and you can target more specifically, you can retarget more specifically. So, for example, you can say, hey, I only want to retarget those who spent at least X amount of time on my website, or I only want to retarget those who scroll to at least 50% of my page, for example. So, you can also uh, basically retarget based on how they engage on your website um, and things like that. So, uh, there's just various tools and every one of these, they just add an extra uh, layer on top of what you can do with Facebook ads and it's just—it's really just focus ad Facebook advertising and every one of these tools focuses, uh, solves a, a different problem or adds a new opportunity to Facebook ads.
0: Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th through November 24th we will have our most impactful event ever. Four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other successful entrepreneurs that have six and seven Figures in annual revenue in their businesses. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high speed Wi Fi at a beautiful resort complex. And for our listeners, we have a special $400 early bird discount for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at TheEntrepreneurHouse.com. And now back to the show. Team-wise, Wilco, are you running two different teams for both the businesses, or do you have one team that works on both sides?
1: Uh, It depends on what sort of like what division. Like in terms of development, we have two separate teams. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And 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 and, um, in terms of support, customer support, we have we have basically one big support team, but we have there are various people who are specialized at certain product, right? So we have people who are specialized in environment, people who are specialized in Connect.io, but they can, they do know the basics of the other products. So if there's like, for example, a big product launch or things or something like that, then we can sort of shift the custom support to the other part as well. So that's not a problem. But development wise, it's really, um, uh, in split into two teams marketing wise, it's one like it's, it's overall, that's not split up by different teams.
0: From your, your business growth over the years. What do you think is the biggest difference between entrepreneurs that have a, a six-figure business and entrepreneurs that have
1: seven-figure businesses and higher? I would say um, having processes, maybe even that, that one word, pro, having a process in place for things. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you're doing six figures, you can still manage to do everything Sort of either by yourself or with some with some with some help, you know some freelancer people around you, and you can sort of make it work on the fly. But uh, once you actually start to grow and once you have more people on your team, you sort of have to need to have like certain protocols. you need to have have to ha- need to have like written procedures on how you do things, and you need to really take yourself out of out of the business and really trust your team to do things. Um, even though if they're going to make mistakes, that's totally fine, right? But you need to accept that, right? So at six figures, you can still manage everything yourself and you can still do a lot of things yourself. And at seven figures, you just need to let things go. You just need to to let it go.
0: What are some ways specifically that you let things go?
1: Um, Well, actually, it's funny. Like, um as as just like many entrepreneurs i guess is that i'm really a control freak right so it's hard for me to let things uh, let let go of things but because i love to travel uh, uh like we do like we used to do like longer trips right now we do mostly do one month trips but even for a one month trip like do you need to you need to let go of a lot of things and what i realized is every single time i go on a trip beforehand i need to invest a lot of time on like making sure that my team can do certain things that i'm currently doing and and i always feel like like they really they, they cannot do it, but like I, I, I just teach them because I need to be away for a while, right? I want to be away for a while. And then I do that with the intention of, like, when I come back, I'll just do it back. I'll, I'll just do it myself again. And then, usually when I come back, it's funny, it's like, I don't have to take it over again because I realize that it's actually, you know, it's going well. So, right. I, I, I realize every single time I take a trip, every single time I take time out, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving certain tasks on my team, um, I don't have to take them back, and then the next time I can give new tasks again. So, in a way, it's like I'm—I have to force myself of letting things go, and once I do, I sort of realize that um, it's actually great, right? But if I'm—I'm I'm not being forced <laughs> to do it, I—I I still find it sometimes hard to let things go um, if I don't, um, you know, if we don't have to. Right,
0: right. It makes sense. When you take your trips, have you ever had anything like uh, serious happen with the business while you're on the trips? It's taking you to dive back into the business
1: and set things up so they can continually run smoothly. Well, I didn't have any major, major, major issues, but I did have like some things like server problems and things like that. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, like because over time I've experienced so much stuff let you just, just you know shit hits the fan though to say so to say so things happen and bec- because of that i usually try to uh, have backups for everything so for if i if you take the service for example especially when for example there's a big marketing campaign or launch i always have everything on multiple servers mm-hmm. and that's one thing but also i make sure i, I use like ping them which checks the service every 30 seconds or 60 seconds and it sends us a text message to various various people in my team and also in there i have like Uh, an extra backup so i have one person who's in charge of that and he knows that once again i wrote a procedure on exactly what he needs to do to switch it over to the net to the other server but even if he's not available if he gets a text then i have a backup for that so another person is also responsible in case the the first person is not there so that he would do the exact same thing once again with that exact same procedure so having backups in place for a lot of things uh, usually it's a lot of work in advance um but It it saves uh, saves you a lot of trouble, and obviously there's things that you cannot foresee. But fortunately, I haven't had any major major issues while I was traveling.
0: So when you travel, are you completely offline, or are you checking in emails and staying updated with your text messages
1: while you're? Yeah, I stay I I stay sort of in touch. Like actually, recently I did a one week trip, and that was actually the best ever because for one week you you can just close your laptop and it's fine. Uh, But like if I'm away for like a month, then I would not like I would be stressed out. Now, once again, I force myself sometimes. Like for example, early early this year, we went um, to the Galapagos Island for a while, and then you d- you don't you you don't have an option, right? You're on a boat, you don't have any internet connection, and that's it. And you know, sometimes I just need that. But if I have a chance to go online, <laughs> I will. So sometimes it's better just to be somewhere where I cannot have any internet, and then I'm relaxed as well. Then I, I because I know I can't actually access it anyway.
0: So I wonder if you're the, you're similar to me. Like I find it some of the best trips very relaxing but also eye-opening when I am not able to connect to the internet whatsoever. So for example, like I can think about things i don't have to worry about email and stuff like this but i can think about like the bigger picture and i get a certain amount of time even though i'm traveling and having fun with friends and family or whatever i can think about uh, the future or what's going to happen next or what new projects we need to work on without worrying about the small mundane stuff do you feel the same
1: yeah yeah exactly like just being able to zoom out and think of the bigger picture definitely something uh, that you can do during traveling very cool.
0: What are some golden nuggets or some tips or tricks that you would recommend to other entrepreneurs that are in the hustle and they really want to scale up to hit those seven figures but still continue to build a, a location independent lifestyle design business?
1: Yeah. So personally, I'm very much stress free. Like, I hate having stress. And one of the <laughs> biggest ways to help me grow my business while also reducing stress or like having any kind of worries about it is like, adding a recurring element in your business. I really think it's the best thing since Slice best. I mean, just be, m- once you have a recurring element in your business, whether it's a software as a service or something else that you sell on a, either a monthly or yearly basis, but at least ongoing, right? You will just, like, even without having any extra customer coming in this month, you already know, like, I'm going to do this and this. And for me, it really allowed me to also uh, build a bigger team because if I would have to, if, if let's say right, right now we're with like 20 people in the business and that's obviously like a, quite an expense, right? And if I would not have a consistent flow of revenue, I could be stressed out by that. Like if sales numbers would go down, I'd be like, "How? Oh, you know, I need to, I need to pay all these people, right? But because it's all, because most of my business is now recurring based, mm-hmm. um, like even if I don't, even if I don't get any customers for like, I don't know, like half a year, that's fine. You know, like I, I already know my numbers and, and that way you can just, it's so much easier to grow a business. Plus, everything that you do is stacking up, right? Everything you do is just stacking the business further and further. Mm-hmm. And um, in addition to that, besides adding a recurring element, also, whatever you do in your business, try to also make sure it, one way or another, actually stacks up. So, for example, uh, like a lot of people, they like I see a lot of people who are, who are, who are always doing things and, for example, they do a certain promotion and they just do it right now, today, and that's it. And the things they do today, they're not going to work for their business like half a year from now. And what I try to think of, like, whatever I do in my business, will it still still serve my business uh, six months from now, a year from now, one and a half years from now? So instead of, if we're talking about email marketing, instead of doing, like, broadcast emails, I prefer building up email automations that I can, I, I know I can just leverage Uh, Even like if someone else subscribes to my list six months from now, they would get that same email promotion then, right? So I try to everything I do in my business, I try to think like make sure it it's still gonna work. Do something in my business like uh, six months from now, a year from now, because then once again everything starts to add up, and then you know uh, next year it's gonna be even better, and the year after it's gonna be even better because you have all these assets in your business, right? So um yeah that's that's also a big thing instead of just starting over every single time just making sure you, you everything you've done over the last couple of years still is valuable to your business
0: makes perfect sense are you open to share some of your numbers from your business
1: um um i like i am not a big fan of sharing numbers because but okay. um but I, I do realize like it's, it helps to sort of get an idea Let, let's just say um um, it's, uh, it's not, it's healthy seven figures, not eight figures.
0: Okay. And I'm curious, like, I'd, I'd love to ask you if you're open to share about the way that you, the best way that you manage the flow of your money through your business. Cause I find like a lot of different entrepreneurs handle it differently as it's comes in then it pays you it'll pay you the salary some people don't take a salary some people reinvest a certain percentage every year some people put some money in reserves for savings for backup like you were talking about so if you don't mind just and you don't have to share specific numbers percentages maybe on how you manage the money as it flows in and out of your business
1: yeah no worries at all so Actually, I think I am the worst on this, I, I really, I, I, like, seriously, like, uh, fortunately, like, the, the, the margins are high enough, like, I don't have to worry about, I, I don't have to keep track of the numbers in terms, of, like, expenses and things like that, like, the the margins are big enough that, that um, that's not really, um, that doesn't really bother me, mm-hmm. um, but the thing is, like, like I do, like, I think, oh, oh, the only thing I did is, like, I have, I think, like, 15% in stocks, um, that's sort of my number, fifteen percent, and the rest. And as crazy as, as it is, I mostly just have it on the bank, uh, which is insane. Okay. Like it, it actually. Uh, I I recently checked it up. I get a zero point zero one interest rate. Um, the inflation is like two point one here in on the Netherlands. Um, it's crazy. It's it's costing me money. Um, and every one once in a while, I start, like I I would love to buy some apartments, for example. I've been looking on that. But at the same time, let's say you buy a couple of apartments just as an investment, right? As a property, mm-hmm. there's still quite a bit of time you need to invest in that. And that like I've been, i I'd love to invest in other things, but I don't want to put any time on it because as, as soon as I put time into something, um. It, there's not much of an ROI. I mean, because if I look at what my time is worth, if I spend time in my actually actual business, you know, it just makes a lot more sense. And I, I, every single time I start looking at it, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to spend more time on the business because that that's going to outperform any other thing that I can do with my time. So um, unless you have a risk-free thing, where which wouldn't cost any of my time uh, but I haven't seen it really come across that Uh, but yeah what we're actually looking at um, doing some investments in in property at the moment which are going to be managed Mm -hmm. Uh, but even so like there's still some some time you need to invest so most of it is on the bank so I'm the worst guy to take advice on <laughs> <this>. <laughs> and
0: do you do a, a certain salary for yourself use yeah
1: actually i keep a low salary for myself like you the re the only reason like the main reason why why i give myself some salaries because um you, in the netherlands you need to do that basically okay. um there's like yeah for tax the taxes whatever so i think uh, like in u.s dollars it would be like six 50 or 60 uh thousand a year um but but yeah to be honest, I don't even use use that much uh, even though it's not like it's not a lot, but even though most of it will still go to the uh, to the um to savings because I'm pretty much a simple guy. I mean I drive a Kia Picanto, um, my house is you know, that that's not like I don't have to pay anything from my house, it's pretty much paid off. So mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of expense. I'm a pretty simple guy, except for some travelling. Um so yeah, I don't I don't need a lot actually.
0: <laughs> it's funny, every business kinda has a different management or flow system for their money. And it's really interesting to see because I think we can all learn a lot from each other. Thanks for sharing, man. No worries at all.
1: Where are you guys headed in the next 5 to 10 years? That is a good question. Um it's funny. Sometimes like as an entrepreneur, it's always um I- I'm going to make a quick side story here. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to see like the, 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 a clear path for like 5 years ahead, right? And I was having some issues with that but seeing the clear path. And then one of my friends um, he's uh he's like a like he's way way like many steps ahead in terms of his business right and I was discussing this with him, and he said like you know what you need to like he he called it like the three hundred year uh exercise like make like what do you need to do in your business to make sure your business would still exist in three hundred years from now I'm like that's insane like three hundred <laughs> years that's insane like and then like All right, let's make it hundred years right like still kinda insane but i'll I'll play with the flow right so i'll i start to about like what do you need to do in your business to make sure we would still exist in, in 100 years and you really have to change your mindset for that because all of a sudden you have to take yourself out of the equation for starters right and it just like it was it was a, it was a fun process and then after he asked me like all oh, right so now what is your three year plan and all of a sudden it's, it became so much uh, so much easier right like it's funny how that works but in terms of like uh, viral and connect io like for connect io we really want to be the number one like we want to be the I, I don't want to compete with like things like Ad Espresso and Kwaya, but we want to be more like the powerhouse, the number one powerhouse tool that every advertiser, uh, Facebook advertiser, wants to use. Mm-hmm. And in terms of a viral, we want to be the number one social growth platform that, that businesses use. Like our goal is to just widen our, uh, and there's obviously some things around, but I don't want to share everything of our strategy, but like I really want to keep on focusing on these uh, two platforms, at least for the next two or three years. I wouldn't, I don't know about five years. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to promise that I'm going to still going to work on this, these things for, in five years from now, because to be completely honest, I love building things. And I, 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 I believe that at some point um, I build it to a, certain point that I will be better off uh, being managed by someone who wants to take it from there right so at some point I would would say I might not be the owner of these two companies uh, but for now I'm not done playing around with it so um, yeah we'll keep on building it
0: so is that a a vision the hundred year vision something that you're going to continue to implement
1: it's well i'm not i'm not sure if i'm not sure if it's good something i'm going to continue to implement but it's good as an exercise to doing them every once in a while to sort of to sort of make things clearer on what the three to five year plan should be yeah that makes Um, sense yeah
0: i did that not with a business but with we were in also in a seminar and they asked us what's your your 500 year life plan and it really does shift your thinking you're like oh crap What do do I want the legacy of my life to be? And it's a tough question. And then they, so they had us answer that. And then what's the world going to be like 100 years from now, because you lived here then 50 years and 25 years and 10 years and three years. And so that it changes that it shifts that thinking. Yep. Cool, man. Well, Wilco, I think we're going to wrap up there, buddy. If the listeners want to reach out to you, where is the best place that they could do that at?
1: uh they can definitely find me on facebook so if they search for a look at a cry you'll find it you find it there and obviously we have our two businesses viral.com and connectio.io um so those you you can you can press the support ticket and say it's for me and then it will, it will get to me as well but the best way would just be to look me up on facebook and just send me a message there and that'll be fine Great.
0: And we have to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all your tips and your tricks and your wisdom with us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Wilco. No problem at all. Man, happy to help. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for coming on the show and listening once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven-figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at TheEntrepreneurHouse.com as soon as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.